Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For the Seattle Sea Dragons, or he's got his podcast as well with Mike Sando, the Football GM Podcast. Right now, Randy, who's a friend of the show, is now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hello, Mr. Mueller. How are you? How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. What's happening? Thanks well, for hopping on. We're excited that you're with us today. Before we get into anything, I want to ask you about Josh Gordon because he's playing for you right now with the yeah. Seattle Sea Dragons, and he definitely still garners some interest around here in Northeast Ohio. Um, he's off to a pretty good start in the XFL. Just you know, I I heard him talk the other day. He's just happy to be playing football. Uh, what's going on there? Well, it's been fun to watch him. That's for sure. And and you guys know if you've had any association with Josh, he loves ball. He's got passion for it. He's a really good teammate, and he's been a really valuable addition for us and really uh, found a way to win the game for us the other night with over 100 yards in reception. So I'm happy we have him. I mean, let's face it, he's an NFL receiver. If he can handle the rest of, of life and the rest of the things that have you know, been really demons for him, he should be playing on Sundays, and we're, we're the beneficiaries of that right now in Seattle in the XFL. Do you still see that with him, that he could play on Sundays? Well, he was with the Titans for a few weeks this year. Um, he has actually, and this sounds crazy, but he's gotten so much better in the two months he's been with us. We run a little different system. We coach a little different, and he has really taken to it. I think his route running has improved. His attention to detail has improved. And this is from a guy who we know has been accoladed at the NFL level. So I do think there's a chance that he could play somewhere. And, and if I was an NFL team – I think I would definitely make a call. That's for sure. Are you having fun right now? Sounds like I mean, yeah. like well, I know we've talked to you like I don't know ten or fifteen times over the years, but I'm like I'm genuinely excited for you and, and what you're able to do in the XFL, especially knowing what you've done in the NFL. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I love being around these kids. I love building these teams, uh, and you get to do that in the XFL from scratch. And it's a battle. There's no doubt that talent is is equal around the league. So every game seems close. That the, the the mistakes teams make really are the things that prevent them from winning. And it's a process. And we're three weeks in. Um, it's been fun. We are one and two in Seattle, but I think we have one of the better teams. So, yeah, I enjoy it. It's been a lot of fun. It's, um, it's a test for all of us to bring guys together quickly. And I enjoy that part of, of you know, really football. And, and that's been my whole life. So I enjoy it for sure. All right, Randy. So Combine Week was taking place in the NFL this week. Be honest, how much does the testing actually matter and how much does behind the scenes matter? Well, I'll be totally honest with you and say that I don't miss that this week. <laughs> I didn't miss being a part of it because it is a frantic pace for GMs. It's a frantic time. You're on overload with gathering information for sure. 
but to answer your question, the actual workout stuff on the field is is probably the third or fourth thing that I would check a box by that's important. Now, there are some positions where I got more out of it than others. I think defensive backs, I think receivers, I think some of your skill positions, places, you can you can make spots for guys on rosters depending on workouts, but there's a bunch of other stuff workout-wise that really doesn't mean a hill of beans to me. We're not playing football. We're running around with, with drills that they practice. Um, so any position where you're asking instincts and reactions to be a, a part of the process, you don't see that in Indianapolis at all. So I think you've got to take those workouts with a grain of salt. Yeah, I'm just, how meaningful are the interviews then? Like, did you ever walk into one of the interviews and these things and go, wow, that's why I want this guy to play for me? You know what? I think the interviews themselves have become kind of canned. You do have to find ways to see how kids learn good. In other words, you, you kind of change how you teach them something, and then during that 15 minutes, get them to regurgitate it. So you can see how guys learn quickly. But I think the interviews, for the most part, I use them as – part of the process. In other words, maybe there's a kid that we had questions on character-wise and I would purposely try to schedule him late in the night. So maybe you get him at 10 o'clock after he's been through 10 other teams' car wash. You find out for real what you're getting at that point, when he's tired, when he's at the end of his rope. And so I kind of use the process as part of the process, if that makes any sense. No, it makes total sense. Randy Mueller, the Football GM Podcast, where you can hear him. Uh, also, you can read them at uh, MuellerFootball.com. And, of course, the uh, – what is it, player – you are the president of player personnel for the Seattle Sea Dragons, Randy. I have the correct? No, I don't know what the title is. <laughs> I'm their player personnel director. You can call me anything you want. And, All right, and GM makes we, it a lot easier for us. Yeah, yeah, GM, no. We'll go with That's head honcho. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> head honcho. I like that one. So, so, Randy, with this all taking place inside of Indianapolis and in the weekend and that stuff, did you ever run into a situation where – a guy tested through the roof and it made you go, oh, I may need to go check the tape again? All the time. I think that's probably the biggest thing that does happen. You'll see a kid run fast or work out great, and you'll say, gosh, I did not see that on tape at all. So we always kidded around as scouts and as, as football guys that anytime someone ran fast, that noise you hear is scouts getting in their car and saying, I got to go back to Madison or I got to go back to Itawamba or someplace where they didn't want to go because the guy ran fast. So, um, yes, I think you learn things about players that confirm what you saw on film, but sometimes the confirmation isn't there, and, and it does force you to go back and look at tape before you go moving cards around and saying, hey, this guy is great, or this guy can really do this. You've got to remember that film is really the most important thing, and I would, we would have rules that we're not moving anybody's card unless it's backed by playing football, not in workouts or pro days. or you know, This is the season for pro days, and, and – uh, and all-star games that don't happen. So they're like mystery all-star games in the middle of the night and cards start to get moved around. You say, what the heck? We didn't play any football. Why are we moving this guy from here to here? Huh. It's got to be backed up with film. What do you do with a guy like Jaden, with Jalen Carter? Like if you're sitting at the top of this draft and all of a sudden during combine week, there's a arrest warrant comes out, he's got to fly back to Georgia and solve some of his problems that you may or may not know were going to come up. What do you do then? Well, the dossier has been built by scouts already. I credit scouts for having gathered the information already. So in this case, is this a trend or is this a one-off? There's a bunch of information out there. Teams have been scouting this guy for two or three years. If this is the only thing that's come up, I'm sure you can find a way to rationalize it. But if it's the 
you know, cherry on top of four or five other things that have happened, then it's a problem. So each team gets to go through and decide. Um, the league will stay out of it. So a lot of fans wonder, what will the league do with something like this? They won't. It's up to the individual teams to, to gather, to process, and then figure out how much they're willing to invest on a player that, you know, has some issues in his background. But really the amount of issues is what adds up to, to whether a player comes off a team's board or not. Uh, Randy, just from your time with at Seattle, New Orleans, Miami, Los Angeles, did you ever have a year where you didn't have a first-round pick? Yes, my first year in New Orleans when we went there uh, uh, as the GM from Seattle, we had no first-round pick. They had given it up for Ricky Williams a, uh, a year or two prior. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Right. It's a thanks, bad, it's a thanks, bad Mike. feeling. It's a bad, bad, bad feeling. Trust so, me. Yeah, so like we're watching the Browns. They don't have a first-round pick. They won't have one next year either. And yeah. did you want to try to trade back up to get into the first round? What was like? What What's it like to sit in that seat when you don't have a first-round pick? It's frustrating. I don't think I'd ever worked harder that year when we didn't have one. We tried every tried everything to trade back into the first round. We had everybody on the phone all morning long, couldn't make a deal. But how about this? We did have the second pick, I believe, in the second round. It might have been first or second round, a pick in the second round. And we ended up getting the player who we had in our top 10 on the, in the first round with that pick in the second round. So all the maneuvering, everything we tried, none of it worked out. And guess what? We sat there and got the player we were willing to trade a bunch of stuff to get. So it's crazy how it works out. And we ended up with a defensive lineman, Darren Howard, who, who we all loved and ended up setting the rookie sack record for the Saints. So you never know how these guys are going to be viewed by others. And sometimes the, the best deals are the ones you don't make. So there's hope for Brown fans that they'll get a really good player, even if it's with a second-round pick. Randy, when you look at free agency, how much – how much emphasis do you put on free agency if you're a team like the Browns? And how much emphasis are you putting into the draft to figure out how to better your team? Well, I don't know if it, that's a philosophical question as much as it is an availability question. I like to have all of the draft information prior to free agency because you're going to work them in, in, in unison. So if it is a really good year for a linebacker in the draft, we may steer away from anything in free agency to make us better at that position. But there may be a, a weakness. Maybe this is a bad offensive line group this year, and I'm just throwing that out there in the draft. But there's one guard that's kind of available that we all like in free agency. We'll make a plan that maybe that's where we strike. So I don't know that it's it, it depends on the, the, the depth of the draft for starters at, and comparing that with what's available in free agency to really come up with your plan. Randy, I want your reaction to this line. He's a free agent for a reason. Like, how often do you hear that? Like, when someone's a free agent. And then when cap casualty, those words started coming to our vocabulary over the last couple of years, you know. But when someone says to you, he's a, he's a free agent for a reason, or there's a reason why he's a free agent, what goes through your mind? Well, I do think money enters into it now more than ever before. I think – in in the 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, when a guy was free, you always questioned why was he free. But I know this. I'm, I've never been one to allow good players to leave. And even now, I would find it hard-pressed to let a good player leave. If we had any cap chance at all to make it work, we would. So that's always in the back of your mind. There are some that easily are explained, though. And so you can't turn your back on guys automatically because that statement you just made isn't always true. Randy, you're Eric DaCosta. What do you do with Lamar Jackson? Well, I think they've been working for 18 months to try to work something out. I don't think that's 
going to change in the next 24 hours. I think they've both dug into their positions. Um, I think it's going to it's going to come down to their options, and, and I haven't seen them make moves, them as in the Ravens, make any moves for options. Um, I don't think they're ever going to give a fully guaranteed, type, guaranteed deal, and if that's the hill Lamar wants to stand on, God bless him, I think they'll end up tagging him. I could make a case for the non-exclusive tag or the exclusive tag because the, there's timing involved with, with both of those tags and how, uh, how this whole deal could come together at the end. So I don't know. I, I, if, I had an, if I had my brothers, I would have found an option or I'd have one in my back pocket, and I just might tag him with the lower end and, and take my two first-round picks and walk away. That sounds crazy, but, again, it's all about options. If I have no options, then I'm putting a higher tag on him, and we have exclusive rights. All right, Andy, another big philosophical question. Ready? Are championships – Built in March and April? Is that when they're built? I do think they can be built on paper. That's the best time to do it, but there's so much more involved in it. I think you can not add the correct players and give yourself no chance. Um, but, yeah, it, it is on paper at this point. I don't really care about winning press conferences in the off season, but I do want to build it on paper, and then the next – part of the process takes place when your coaches bring these guys together and that happens in starting in July. So I do think it's the most important time of the year to make your team better on paper. So you've got to go at it each year trying to win the build in the off season. All right, Randy, I'm asking this question to every smart person we talked to this week because I'm trying <laughs> to figure it out. Deshaun Watson last six games, rust or worry? Should fans be worried? Or is he just rusty? I think it's rust. I think he had not done anything really of a substantial level for, what, two years. So I think the whole thing took its toll on him. I think it's taken its toll on the Browns, too. I think the whole organization has has been under a, a black cloud. And, and last year was no, you know, it was no secret that eventually they would all come together. But last year didn't prove anything. So I wouldn't be worried. I think they're going to have to do some things around him different to, to really fulfill his skill set. But I would, I would term it mostly rust as opposed to worry at this point. All right. Last question for me. How, how do you, I, I'm always fascinated by this, by thinking about, you've got scouts that are out looking at players. You've got head coaches who are worried about the players that they've got that the, that the general manager of the scouts have been able to, to bring in and figure out how do you come up with like, the perfect scenario there, and I'm not asking you to tell me, you know, I, like, I don't think it's possible, but I'm sure you have to have scouts that are sitting there going, this guy's a winner, this guy's a winner, you want this guy, and then all of a sudden the season rolls around and the coaches don't like him or something something goes south. or, or, or Like, how do you build that perfect front office or what should the goals be of any team to try to build synergy between, uh, you know, between the scouts and the front office and, and coaching? How, how, like, how do you do that? <laughs> it's it's an underrated task. Most think that GMs sit around in dark rooms and pick players. That's <laughs> very little little of the job. You have to be, an, and I believe in this wholeheartedly, a consensus builder. And the number one skill that goes with building consensus is being a good listener. You've got to factor out all the agendas. I want all those guys' opinions, scouts, coaches, everybody. But at the end of the day, we've got to do what's best for us. And I always found that I have an advantage because I can watch the tape myself. And at the end of the day, I don't need others' opinions to make up my mind. I always felt like some 
CMs who come up through the cap cap end of things have less of an ability to decide value because they can't determine themselves by watching tape who's really good and who's not. They've got to listen. And more, and they are susceptible to maybe the loudest voice in the room or the highest ranking voice in the room. And I always like to listen to everybody equally because opinions are, are really what makes us build consensus. And that's the number one skill set I've always said for a, a GM is to have a consensus building listening approach, but yet you can make up your mind when you need to because you know the facts and don't have to hear those from anybody else. Awesome stuff, Randy. Thank you so much, for, especially on short notice today. We appreciate you. Thank you, Randy. Anytime, guys. Thank you, Randy. Talk soon. All right, Randy Mueller, nice enough to join us today on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 